Hello and welcome back to What Do You Know For Sure podcast with me, Anne Hughes. In this episode, I am joined by Melissa McNaughton. This is such an inspiring conversation. It's about being in control of our own happiness. And I really resonate with Melissa on this like so much. But as you listen to Melissa speak and tell us about her journey. Uh, She tells us that she is a warrior, that she's had leukaemia for the last three years, but she is very committed to her happiness, so much so that sometimes she even forgets that she's got leukaemia. This one certainly shakes anybody out of any rut they might be in of feeling sorry for themselves, because if this woman can be this positive with that diagnosis, then I don't know what can hold any of the rest of us back. I hope that you are as inspired by this as I certainly am. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and you have been a guest on my radio show before, but that was actually, we were just saying, over a year ago. Can you believe that? I know, 14 I months ago. I don't believe it. I know. So it has went in so, so fast. It really has. It really yeah. has. That was show 99 on the 15th of June last year. So there we go. Time flies. Yeah. Time flies. Well, <laughs> but for those that didn't hear the radio show, tell us a wee bit about you. So I'm Melissa. Um, I'm in my 30s. I'm from Glasgow and I run my own business. And I kind of try and class myself as like a warrior. I've got I've got leukemia, so I'm dealing with that, running a business, and then my day to day life at home with my husband and my dog. Uh-huh. Great, thank you. And tell us, and now you will have answered this question before because mm-hmm. I ask every radio show guest it as well. But yeah. today, sat in in August twenty one. Tell me, Melissa, mm-hmm. what do you know for sure? So I know for sure that. I am in control of my own happiness. Oh. And I am sure I said that last time because yeah. that's that's what I always know for sure because oh. I am in control of it and I will make sure that I'm having a good day and I will control what's going on to make sure that I am happy. Uh-huh. And I've reflected for a long time that happiness is an inside job and when people say, I just want to be happy, uh, I don't always say it, but I sometimes say it, but happiness is a choice, isn't it? Yeah. How did you, have you always known that? How did you come to know that? No, I think it's just, ever since I got diagnosed just over three years ago now, I've I've kind of tried to be this like really happy, positive little bubble. And I do personally feel that that's really helped me like get along to where I am today and yeah I just I always kind of think now life is like too short not to be happy Mm. so I'll just make sure I am. So even on a bad day if you weren't feeling well or you know if you were having to get treatment or anything would you still just be like I'm in my happiness here? Yeah I'll find something to make sure that I'm I'm happy because I don't want to be sad or upset and because then that just makes you overthink. So I just try and do something, listen to something or watch a funny video that will make me laugh and smile or just kind of start rhyming off things that I'm grateful for and then that will make me happy so I can con- control that. So what I always find interesting with people that talk 
uh, like that because so I'm also somebody who would always see the glass half full I'm always yep. positive about things I think it can be exhausting for other people sometimes but how do people react to that were you given that on one hand you've told us you've got leukemia and on the other hand you're saying but I'm always happy other people <laughs> could struggle with that couldn't they so how do oh, people yeah. how do people react to you having those two hats happy and leukemia but I can be both. Mm-hmm. How do people react to that? Well, I think, see, because I always try in the morning like to dress up, show up kind of thing. So mm-hmm. always try and make sure my hair's done or my makeup's done. I'm like wearing something nice. So a lot of people actually look at me and don't believe yeah. that I'm unwell. And like, I kind of, I don't want to be known for like, oh, the girl that's got leukemia, like kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I just try and kind of just get along with my day and things like that. And, I can understand, of course, like it, it is difficult for, for a lot of people, but this is just me personally. I choose to be to be this way. And yeah, it can be difficult sometimes, but I think like in the long run, it'll do me good. Uh-huh. And do you think it's made a difference to your illness, your attitude towards it? Yeah, definitely. Because when I first got diagnosed, I was in I was in shock and I didn't really realise and like the the start of it I was I was ill and I was so upset and I was thinking I was like why me but then I was like well why me like I'm a strong person I can handle this and I'm going to handle it the way that I want to handle it and like Mm -hmm. leukemia is not taking over my life like I'm going to make sure it doesn't and just carry on and Mm -hmm. try and be as positive as I can Uh and I know you're very close to your mum and dad so do you think that the, this comes from them. Do you think they love the fact that you're happy, even though you've also got this other label that that's on you? You know, how do they react to you? Because I think knowing your mum, that a lot of it probably comes from your mum, doesn't it? That you you're always thinking <laughs> yeah. positive about things. But yes, you know, what is that been like for them to to witness you be be happy through these times? So they're, they've actually been really surprised, but, like, we always kind of joke, like, out of, like, my mum, my dad and myself, I'm the strong one. Mm. So they kind of thought, well, if it's going to happen to Melissa, then she's going to handle this in, like, the way that she always handles things. It's a really strong, positive attitude. And they're actually, I know that they're quite surprised at the way I've handled it, but in their other, like, aspect of it, they're like, well, of course she was going to handle it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so is that just what you've always been like then, Melissa? Have you always just sort of a rolled with the punches of life? Yeah, I think like just like during like growing up and being in the 20s, being a business owner and just you kind of develop this kind of thick skin. Mm. And then when I was diagnosed, I was just like, well, it's kind of me time now. I really need to think of me. And I was like, right, well, I'm not going to let stuff bother me. I'm just going to carry on and just be strong and just be this kind of positive wee person. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And do you think, like, I know you've got a husband who, who you're very in love with. Yes. And he, I would imagine, loves that you're like that. Yeah. Does he embrace the same thing? I remember on the radio show you said to me, me and my husband are like the same person. You still yeah. like each other. <laughs> 
So yeah. does he embrace the that happiness? Because he, there must be a lot of fear for him as well, I'm thinking, as the person who loves you and, and lives with you. And yeah. he must have a lot of fear as well. So does he embrace the happiness the way you do? I, th- I think so. I think, like, because we're, we're, we're so close, um, I think we just kind of bounce off each other. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is kind of like that. But again, it's as if we all, to see if I'm having, like, a really good day, it's as if, like, we all just forget but I'm like not well and I want it to be like that I don't want it to always be in the back of my mind and that so it's like sometimes we just we forget and it's it's lovely it's so it's so nice when that happens Uh it must be it must be and as you know I was unwell very different and not as as long-lasting as is certainly the journey you're on but I remember at the time there was people who who didn't show up as such for me and I thought Mm -hmm. Well, there was hurt there, but then there was, well, I'm glad they didn't because they would have just brought negativity and I just needed people around me that were oh, yeah. going to get on board with me being super positive and, and getting better. So have you had that, that experience of the people around you in life and there's some people that actually can't cope with your illness and your happiness and so they just disappear? Definitely. So it's it's strange. It's again, it's because I don't like really look unwell. People just expect that I'm better. So it's mm. like I've had like a few people say to you, oh, is that you all better now? And I'm like, no, but it's okay that you don't understand. Like that's absolutely right. fine. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've had people that kind of, because I'm quite a strong person, they think they can they can say certain things to me. And I'm like, yeah, and no, like you can't, you can't really say that, but yeah, I've had people um, come into my life and people that have, have left and I'm fine with that. It's like, well, if you're, it's like one of those things, it's your, if you're not adding to my happiness and things like that, then you shouldn't really be in my life. And mm. my mum says as well that I'm quite brutal sometimes, but I think now life's too short. Yeah. I want to be happy. I don't want to have anyone dragging me down. So yeah, I, I will just cut them out of my life and my mum does say to me god you're brutal but I'm well no there's a reason why they're acting like that towards me mm-hmm. and I don't know what it's like going on with them but I don't I don't want that I don't want them projecting onto me and it is negativity I don't like that so yeah. so yeah so it's I've had amazing people come into my life and people that I've thought were friends I've had them leave so yeah and it is dead challenging I really agree with you and it's now obviously I'm a bit older than you, quite a wee bit older than you. And it's now as I'm in my mid can into my late forties that I'm like, I just don't spend time with people that are dragging me down anymore. No. Because I just I'm just not my life is too precious for that. Yeah, and do definitely. you always feel grateful for wanting a better phrase that you're actually at a place in your life in your thirties where you're like, I'm not spending time with that person. Because so many oh folks God, just yeah. put up with nonsense from people and they never really mm-hmm. get to that place where they're like, No, I'm not doing that. Oh my god, yeah. I kind of wish I was like this in, in my 20s, but yeah. I wasn't, obviously. But mm-hmm. now I'm just like, oh, thank God I'm like this because uh-huh. I just feel like I'm in a much better space yeah. mentally. And like you said as well, it's nice to have like positive people uh-huh. around you. Uh huh. Definitely, definitely. Talking about the future, I don't know if that is a is a scary thing for you. Is that an optimistic thing for you? You know, how do you feel as you walk into the future with both your 
God resilience. You know, it's clearly your your attachment to your happiness and knowing you control it is just like sheer resilience, I would say, probably. Yeah. So that resilience, but you've also got this other diagnosis going on in your life. So how do you feel about how you'll deal with whatever's next? I think, like, I'm quite optimistic about about the future because when, when I did get diagnosed, like, I was in a wee days and then I literally said to the doctors, I was like, when can I start treatment? They're like, oh, no, we'll give it time, time to digest. And I was no, I'm starting now. I'm going to beat this. I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to get on the ball now. And looking towards the future, I'm, I'm really optimistic. And I know that whatever comes my way, I'm going to, like, just go for it and just make sure that I'm creating the life that I want to live and I'm going to do it my way. So I'm, like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the future. Because I think it's going to be fun and exciting and all the lessons I've learned in my 20s and everything that I've learned, like kind of being in, being in shielding and knowing I really need to look after myself. I'm looking forward to going into the future. Yeah, and you've brought up the shielding because when we did the radio show last year was in the middle of you having to shield. It was before there was a vaccination. You weren't really leaving the house at all. And when it comes to things like that, I suppose it's an awful lot of inner strength is needed there because there's nothing external can affect you in terms of there's not people coming in and cheating you up or anything like you were very much in your own bubble. Was was it that resilience, that commitment to your own well-being and your own happiness that got you through I, I do think so because like during shielding me and my husband were decorated and I was online like doing courses just to to better myself so that when I did come out of shielding like for example I do hair extensions and the last time I did anatomy and physiology was in college when I was a teenager and I was like well you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna brush up on that so yeah. I was making sure that when I was going to be coming out of shielding I was going to be a lot um would say smarter but like a lot more I had a lot more like education in mm-hmm. me like going forward so it means I can give my best to like my clients and what else we were doing we we're doing meditation um I was keeping fit as mm-hmm. well I had a bike sitting at my wee balcony I was mm-hmm. cycling away like watching the world go by so uh-huh. I just kept myself busy yeah yeah and because I often reflect when I was unwell with, with my, my brain aneurysm, that I would have been forgiven for staying in my room for the rest of my life because it was such a sort of a catastrophic event yeah. and you didn't think I was no, going to get better, right? And so it was a personal choice to get out of my room. Yeah. So it's been a personal choice for you to say, I will live and I will live well with cancer until I get rid of the cancer, as opposed mm-hmm. to any other thoughts of how the world thinks you should show up. And yeah. cancer diagnosis has that felt because from the outside looking in that seems like such a brave thing that you have done do you feel <laughs> brave when you contemplate that no because it's like the way that I see things is I'm lucky and I know that there's people out there that are far worse off than me so I always just think that I'm lucky I don't think I'm brave I just think I'm just getting on yeah. with life like yeah. the best that I can you certainly inspire me and I just think to yeah. hear someone with what you've got going on still say, no, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do my life and I'm going to learn and I'm yeah. going to, it's like people would use much weaker excuses to not go on with their life yeah. than the one that you could use <laughs> but refuse to. So, oh, yeah. thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing this with me. Thank you.
Oh, you're so welcome. I love coming on and having a chat and catch up. I know. But coffee next time, definitely. definitely. It has to be real life next time, definitely. Hello and thank you for joining me on this episode of What Do You Know For Sure podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can do that across social media by searching and Hughes Ignite. If I refer to my radio show and the podcast, you can catch those on my Mixcloud. Again, just searching and Hughes Ignite. And if you or anybody you know want to answer this question with me, please do get in touch. Just go onto my website, anhughesignite.co.uk and fill in the contact page at the bottom and I'll be delighted to have this conversation with you too. Thank you.